Welcome to the Let's Talk BS podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm Sophia. And we're coming to you live from the... 757. Good morning, Brian. Hey, good morning, Sophia. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Doing well. Doing it's a well. good day. Yeah, it's Friday, man. It's Friday. One of my favorite days of the week. I would probably say Sunday is my favorite day of the week, but Friday is a close second. So, mm, okay, I yeah. don't even know what my favorite my favorite day of the week is. Is <laughs> a day where you don't do much. So that could be a Tuesday afternoon, <laughs> a Monday morning, a Friday afternoon. It doesn't matter to me. I got you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Sunday, day where you can relax. And that's see, that's that's why Sunday's my favorite day because that's the day I'm. Like I said, I'm ultimately relaxed. A lot of times, I what I slept in, I never change out of that the whole day. Like I'm sweatpants, t-shirt. You know, unless I go out the house or do something real quick, which is very far few in between. You know, Sundays, most my day, and I watch football, man. Oh, Favorite okay. thing to do. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't. I, I'm not that. I don't watch anything specific. Well, actually, no, I do watch something specific on Sundays. Oh. I watch Power. Or oh, the power, series, yeah. Or one of the episodes in that whole genre. The whole little family. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I'm so behind on the on the on the power, man. I haven't seen power since last it was when the Tariq season. No, no, it was Tommy season. Tommy season Tommy is the season last is one. Good. Yeah, yeah. That was that Tariq was good. Tommy season is good. Yeah, I think Tariq came out came first and Tommy. Right, but yeah. I feel like, you know, it's one of those things where you gotta know what's going on to understand something that's gonna happen in the future. That's true. I think it's gonna it, my the way I'm thinking about it is that it's gonna come back to a Okay, yeah. Yeah, it always circles back. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait for that big like yeah. That, oh, okay, so that all high. Know, yeah, right. you got to know. Yeah, gotta yeah, know. you got to have roots in there. I got you. So I watch that early morning yeah. by myself. I wake up literally. I mean, it doesn't matter what day of the week. I wake up super early. Yeah, um, me too. Even on a Sunday, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. So I get up at like 6, and I watch it until the kids wake up. Or okay. if they do wake up, I say, oh, just go upstairs. <laughs> I'll be done in a few. I hear you on that one. Yeah, I, Sunday I try to sleep in a little bit, um, but like you said, the same thing. I wake up, my body clock wakes up four thirty, five o'clock. So Sunday at maybe five thirty, six o'clock, and I just kind of lay around for a little bit, and then I'm like, hey, I got to be productive. I can't lay around for so long. So then I wake up and start just doing stuff. So, nah, yeah. I got to catch up on power though. Like I said, I got to catch up on the Canaan. I know that's the the one that's going on now, so I got to catch up. It's just. It's so many stuff I want to watch, man. It's like I just don't have the time. Literally, the kids are always around, so it's like mm-hmm. I can't watch it then. And then the time that I actually can't watch stuff at nighttime, it's like normally one or two shows that Brooke wants to watch, so I got to watch that with her. And then there's, like, days where there's a game on, so I want to watch the game. So it's like, yo, I don't have really time to catch up on the stuff like I used to, you know. But I'm going to try to, though. I'm going to mm-hmm. try to. I'm going to try to get in. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, how how's, how has your week been? Uh, the week's been been pretty good. Um, more to continuing education, as I mentioned, as we mentioned, I should say, last week. Um, pretty much finished now. Um, you know, last week we were working on Virginia, um, and then this week, you know, all the other states that we're licensed in. So we're pretty much at the at the finish line yeah. now. Yeah, kind of with the CE portion. Yeah, and we still have our companies. Yeah. Training to complete. Yeah, the and compliance that's, stuff. That's a lot, too. Yeah, I mean, the compliance stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we got to do that, too. But, yeah, just the continuing education part as far as the licensing part, I just want to, you know, we want to make sure we try to get that knocked out. So um, excited to see that pretty much be here at the finish line and almost done with that. Um, this past week, one of my projects that we got going in Suffolk, uh, it's been a long time coming, finally listed the property. 
So I'm excited about that one. Um, it's in downtown Suffolk. It's on Welland Street. Um, I kind of mentioned that project before, I think, in another previous episode, but ran into some uh, hurdles when it came to the home being considered in a historical district when I just built a home literally five houses down and adjacent to you know to the, the current home that I'm doing right now. And that wasn't in a historical district, so it's an exact same street. Nothing about the appearance of the neighborhood it doesn't look like you're transitioning into a new neighborhood or anything like that. That one wasn't considered a historical district, and this one was, so we had to go through a whole bunch of revamping, a whole bunch of changes, but we're finally listed right now. Something that kind of sucks a little bit, the market has kind of shifted, obviously, so it's not as much attention when it comes to, you know, like houses being on the market as it was just six months ago, but I'm pretty sure it'll sell in, in, in a timely fashion, so... I'm excited about that. Got Sophia's the preferred lender on there, you know. So, yes. you know, need you to make sure you keep you you had eyes on the deal. Make sure we got a, a solid buyer. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know. But um, I'm excited about that one though. Decided to kind of get that one done. Get hopefully get that that chapter closed by the end of the year. So, um, yeah, that was, that was found, pretty good. I found another uh, property next to uh, the the current property that I own and uh, tried to make an offer, but it was HUD owned. So. Um, the first twenty days when you're when there's a property in the via HUD, right? yeah, it's yeah, owned by HUD, you have to wait because those properties they try to get them out to consumers, people who plan to occupy the properties first. Yeah, that's true. And then when there's no bids or limited bids or whatnot, they'll open it up to investors. And so I waited until you know it was open for investors, and I think it was on there for like a couple hours, and then it was gone. Yeah, yeah. I was so disappointed because I definitely was looking to buy that one cash. Yeah, and that opportunity just slipped from my hands. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know that was stuff. I know you were trying to do your due diligence on mm-hmm. due diligence on it. Um, so I, I know that uh, you know sometimes that's how it goes. Mm-hmm. You know, but it'll be some more coming. So I know you're trying to add add some more to your portfolio. So. Uh, in due time, you, yep. you're doing it the right way. So. In due time. Yeah. And then speaking of investment properties, my tenants called and said that there was a potential leak. Oh, man. I had someone go out there. They don't see anything. So now, you know, we got to figure it out. But So what made them What made them think that there was a leak? They said that there's a smell coming from the bathroom mm. on one side. And then the other tenant said that when she goes outside, she smells something. So mm. Okay. I had... Um, a plumbing company go out there just to kind of take a look underneath the house at the crawl space and he was like everything's clean under there okay. and when I purchased the property I got the crawl space completely cleaned out okay. and they put new uh, vapor barriers yeah, and everything there. down yeah, there yeah. so I mean if there was a leak you would because the vapor barriers are new they're like white mm-hmm. you could clearly see, see it. Yeah, yeah. if there was anything going on and, yeah. and so there's not so okay. I don't know we're going to have to uh, do some uh, Dora the Exploring and figure it out. <laughs> Take my backpack with me. <laughs> Take your backpack back. Yeah. Yeah. Take my backpack over there. Uh-huh. See what's going on. Do some investigation work. Yeah. <laughs> a little, the little glass, with a little, with a little glass. You looking at the joke? Right. Yeah. 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 That's funny. I have to go over there and see what's going on. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've had, shoot, it's funny. I've had that happen at my house, the house I actually live in, where it was like, it's like a weird smell, like. That's happened. Like, I got. I don't know. I think you told me this story. Yeah, it's just like a. It's just like a weird smell. So I, you know, I don't know. Like, I mean, sometimes I guess it could just happen. Like, I don't know what, you know, yeah. what it is or what. But they don't have any small kids. 
Yeah. So, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> you want to tell the story? Nah, I'm you good. have to. You have to. <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah, I'm good. Nah, I'm good. It's just you know, I mean, everyone knows who has children, you know, about how kids can use the bathroom in places that you didn't know or. And you smell it, and you're like, what's going on, or whatever, and then you end up finding out what's going on. Like, yeah, I just had one of them instances where my daughter, you know, she, um, yeah, she let it all out. And it was it was nasty. And oh. it was, yeah, it was nasty, man. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. It's probably too early in the morning for that, right? Yeah, man. I don't even want to put my mind back in that space or revisiting where, you know, it was at, man. It was nasty. It was nasty. We're actually actively potty training her right now, though, so, um I'm letting Brooke kind of handle that um, job a little bit more. Um, you know, I, I I was able to be the person who who got my son potty trained, and so kind of delegated Brooke to do it. And uh, Sloan, I think she's going to be able to get it a lot sooner than Nile did. Nile is. Mm-hmm. Um, girls are easier, I heard. Yeah, that's 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 what they say. It's mm-hmm. funny how it's always girls is this and guys is that. Like I don't know, man. We be getting the bad. Like, we be getting the short and the stick a lot I of times, fellas. I tell about you, man. It in theory, girls are smarter. Uh, girls is this. Nah. Girls grow this. Girl, like it's just like, no, yo, I'm what's just, going on? So for the most part, from from my understanding is is when. Girls are potty trained. You're potty trained to sit down. All everything that a woman do does when we when we potty in a sense, okay? We everything's sitting down. When yeah. you poop, you sit down. You pee, you sit down. But yeah. with a with a guy or a man or boy, mm-hmm. um, you have to learn how to sit, then stand, and then you have to train your mind that okay. I have to sit when I got to poo, yeah. but I got to stand when I got to pee. That's so it's true. like that's true. the dynamic of the thought process when you're only two or three, that's a lot to, a lot, to handle. Because yeah, if you go and you sit down yeah. and you poo, right? Yeah, yeah. And then you, you know, you're a little boy, little thing thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what else to call it on yeah, radio, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, he pees. And then that thing starts squirting across the, the bathroom, then he's stuck sitting there like, okay, well, what did I do wrong? So it's a lot to handle, I think, for a two, three-year-old. It, it is. I would agree because, like, I know my so son. So are we back on the side that, yes, it's easier to yeah, maybe you, see, that's, see, that's the thing. Y'all always, <laughs> see, look, you smart, too. So y'all always try to convince us to go on your side of the argument or the side of the discussion. So mm-hmm. you've convinced me to go on your side. But there's a lot of truth to what you said. Oh, so I can't okay. I can't I can't disagree with you. Because my son, you know, same thing like, you know, potty train, everything was just sitting down, you know, PR PR number two. And finally he got to understand, okay, hey, when I potty, regardless of what kind of potty, I gotta go to the toilet and sit down. So that was one. Yeah. Then after that, it was okay, hey, di- differentiating, okay, when I have to pee, I have to stand up and when I have to um, doing number two, I need to sit down. You know what I mean? So him just kind of understanding, like, okay, what is my body telling me and which one do I need to do? Because I don't know about all you other people out here, but my son waits to the last second before he lets us know he had the potty. Yeah, so it was literally it was literally just like, I always have to ask him, hey, now nah, you have to, because he'll be sitting there yeah, crunching his legs and, yeah. and doing something like, now, do you got a potty? He'd be like, no. I'm like, now, do you have the potty? He'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, bro, come on. And he'd be running, running like that. You know what I mean? So I'm like, look, bro, like, let me doing. know when you, you know what I'm saying? When you first get that sensation, let me know so we can go ahead and not have to always be like a hurry. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So now he's gotten better at it, but it's still, he'll still have his moment, especially if he's doing something he really likes to do. You know what I'm saying? If he's watching a TV show or if he's um, eating or whatever, like, He'll wait to the very last second. I be seeing him under the table, like squirming his legs. I'm like, bro, what you doing? 
and like, you got to pee. Because they yeah, ain't trying yeah. to miss out. Yeah. I mean, that's all that is. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's I a kid dynamic. That, that's yeah, everybody's ch- ch- um, children, even <laughs> including mine. It's like. They don't want to miss out. Yeah. They don't want you to leave them. Well, I don't know where you're going. Maybe <laughs> That's what you're I'm saying. From like, like where am I going to leave you? To the living room, <laughs> but in their mind, they're like, "You just left me." Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I get that. I get yeah. that dynamic. So, um, uh, Wine Fest was a hit last yeah. week. Yeah, yeah. I almost guys forgot about that one. Yeah, Wine Fest in um, Norfolk, but it was my very first time and. Uh, what we did was is we invited um, what thirteen of our yeah like our referral our partners referral partners yeah. and they came out and we really enjoyed ourselves yeah it yeah. was a, it was a really good time yeah I'm not a wine drinker so um, I didn't really indulge in the wine I think I may have tasted like three and when I tell you guys taste it was like a baby sip. <laughs> um, and I was done. <laughs> so yeah. I, I had a couple of wines and uh, tasted them. They were okay. I mean, they, for what they were, they were good. But I know with wine, with me, personally, it makes me sleepy. Mm, okay. Yeah. yeah, it brings you down. But it was yeah. so hot that day. I tried to tell you. Look. O-M-G. I tried to tell you. Yeah, the weather to me. So it is, it's tricky, right? You know, especially this time of year when it's like it's fall. But, like, some days still peak where it, like, feels like summer. And then, you know, the, the nights are cooler and the mornings are cooler. Or, it's, like, the days are cooler. Yeah, like the days. Today. Yeah, like, the, <laughs> the days are cooler. Yeah, yeah, like today. But, like, that day I seen that it was supposed to be, like, 78, 79 degrees. So, I missed, to me, at that point, and annoying being at Winefest, because that's probably my, like, fourth, 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 fifth time going. I've been a couple of times over okay. the years. But um, knowing how it's like a big open space right there, and like there's no yeah a lot of people, there's no trees there, and like me, I like I always I'm guilty, and I don't know how you are, Sophia, but I'm not gonna say guilty, but it's just a more of a preference for me. I always dress to be cool, right? As far as like the temperature goes, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm a person where if it's gonna be like seventy something. I'm going to probably wear shorts. Some people, 70-something, is like a T-shirt or, or, or a short sleeve shirt and some jeans, right? Mm-hmm. Typically, you know, I'm going to wear some type of shorts because even though, like, to me, 80 and up, I think for the most part, everybody's probably going to wear some type of shorts or whatever, right? But for me, like, if it's close, I'm always going to err on being, like, you know, yeah, wearing the cooler. For yeah, for me. And, it, and then if it's, like, yeah, exactly. And then when it comes to, like, it being, like, the weather's, like, cooler, Right. Like, I don't want to be like warm, like inside. Right. So I'm not going to wear like a big jacket when it's like 50 degrees outside. I may mm-hmm. wear, like, wear like a little hoodie or something like that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's like I always kind of dress cooler, you know, on the, on that side or whatever. But, yeah, that day it was very, very um, it was pretty warm out there. Like she said, I mean, it was pretty warm. Um, it was really warm. Yeah, I had shorts on. Um, People were smoking cigars. It yep. was it was a lot. Going on. <laughs> Trust me. Yeah, I was definitely one of those man. I uh, I had I am a, not a, a. I don't like to be around smoke for the most part. Smoke is yeah. not my thing. So yeah, of course I wasn't going to say. Oh no! Don't don't do that. I'm nobody's parent out there. Yeah, but yeah. The the smoke definitely. Um, it was a lot. Yeah, and I want to <laughs> apologize about that, man. I know you've told me that before about. Like smoke and, and your asthma and like, you know, but I shouldn't have even brought those out there, especially when oh, I was going to no, be in close quarters with you. It was an open space. I mean, look, yeah. I'm not. I was good. Okay, but yeah, yeah. it was a lot more than just one person. So that's the thing. So if it was just one 
a couple, but it was a lot of people smoking cigars out there. Yeah, it was. I mean, so, that's kind of like the place, like... You know, it's kind of yeah. like being... It's one thing to be... To kind of walk through it, right? But then when you're in a room in it, it felt like... Even True. though we were outdoors, it yeah. still was yeah, like... It's all around you. A secluded yeah. place yeah, 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 of yeah. just smoke so yeah yeah i mean that's that's totally different so yeah but now nah, it was it was but a good it was time a good, yeah, yeah exactly. i was gonna say all in all i mean we had a great time the weather was perfect with it being an event like that that's outside you know weather is very important as far as like inclement weather so it didn't rain at all it was just a little on the warmer side which you know we can kind of get through that um you know everyone that came out you know enjoyed themselves you know it was it was good i seen a couple of folks that i hadn't seen in a while a couple yeah. of buddies mm-hmm. um you know that typically happens at these types of events you know especially folks that still live in the area like i do uh, there were even a lot of people that were there that i didn't even know were there and I just saw it on the social media. Me too. Oh my gosh. Me too. That's it was true. heavy. Yeah, like, I was looking like, hold on, I didn't see I that didn't person. See this yeah, person. I didn't see that didn't person see that, too. But also, I didn't really walk around. Yeah, we kind of stayed at our yeah. tables. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, because yeah. typically, mm, you're mm, supposed to. Typically, yeah, I walk around and kind of do more socializing. But typically, when I've done that, it's because I'm just there, like whatever, right? Yeah. This time we kind of had like people that were on the, on we there on the strength of us, yes. mm-hmm. so it's like I wanted to make sure I was catering to their needs exactly. and you know making sure that they were okay. So they, you know, were more important than just kind of walk around socializing and seeing who was there or whatever. Exactly. So, so we um, didn't really get a chance to see anybody besides the people, people we who were with. Either yeah. walked to our table and just so happened to run into, yeah, or the people we were with. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. That's a good. But it's funny you said that. I saw I peeped that too. I was like, damn, I don't, I don't remember seeing them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but um, but now nah, yeah, it was cool. Wine Fest was really really good. I mean, we pretty much was there all day that Saturday. I, I know we got yes. out there like right when it started around eleven ish. I and was then, done on Sunday from that. Yeah, oh, yeah, I was through. Like yeah. I think I stayed relaxing majority of the day. Like it got to the point where I. In my spirit, I was like, yeah, I got to make dinner. I kept telling myself, you know how you self-motivate? And then, <laughs> Help yourself up, try to talk yourself yes, through it. Yeah, and then yeah. come like 4 or 5 o'clock, I was like, yeah, we're going to switch gears. <laughs> 4 or 5 o'clock, tired. though? You made it all the way to there? Well, yeah, all the way to 4 or 5. I was like, yeah, we're going to switch gears today because if I exert this energy, I felt like it was going to carry over into the next day, and I couldn't afford to be tired like that Understood. on a Monday. Yeah, yeah, going so to the I was week. like, like I'm going to take this sacrifice. We're going to eat this, <laughs> this whatever we ate. I don't even remember what we ate that day, but we're going we're gonna to go ahead, go ahead and um, – and uh, move forward. Nah, I feel you on that one. Yeah, Sunday. Yeah, so like you said, we were there, we were there from eleven till I'll say probably right at like six. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much the time frame of when the event opened and closed. Um, and then, like I, said, I went home. I had grabbed. Uh, Brooke had reached out to me. Said that the kids were hungry. And uh, she wanted me to grab a pizza, and that's what they were asking for. So there's a pizza spot by our house that we really like. Mm-hmm. So I picked up a pizza on the way home. Ate, gave the kids baths. And I was watching football for a little bit. It was a good game that came on college football. That's Tennessee and uh, Alabama, which was a really, really good game. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I, I heard watched, about that game. Yeah, yeah. So I watched the rest of that game. And then, really, I cut out. There was a boxing fight that I wanted to watch come on that night. It was another football game that came on later. And I was out around, like, eight thirty nine o'clock. Like, once we put the kids down, I think I set up, talked to Brooke for a little bit. She started watching something, and I just knocked out because I was so tired. And like yeah. you said, Sunday, the next day, I kind of just, like, lounged around. I wouldn't say I was – in my bed till you know, or just lounging till four or five. I got up probably around like nine, you know, which is oh, really no, late I got for me. up at five. Mm-hmm. Like my I still so 
lounging for me doesn't mean that I don't have those periods where I have to get up. Of I got course. Small kids, you got kids. So yeah, you got to feed them. Yeah, you got to feed them. got to keep them alive. Yeah, you, know? you got to maintain their livelihood. Right. Yeah. So I had to get up, you know, do all that. Then I then it was like, I'll lay back down. And then when the next request came, because my kids like to have, it's almost like breakfast and brunch or, or two breakfasts. Like, they like to eat early morning. Yeah. Then about 10 o'clock, they're hungry. Mm-hmm. Then they eat lunch around 12, 1 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And then we don't eat dinner until, like, 6. Gotcha. I don't know. They, they're some, them some greedy little kids. <laughs> but um, that's, that's the dynamic of how things go. So there was a lot of uh, um, going to sleep. Gotcha, kind and, of just uh, like, yeah, periodically through periodically, that time. Yeah, yeah. I got you. And then I, I made Carter take a nap around 10.30, and uh, we napped until, like, 1. And the only reason why I woke up was because our partner, Laura, called me about a loan. And gotcha. I, I looked at the phone, and I was like, okay, Sophie, you got to get up for this one. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was tired. I was beat. Nah, I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. And that's how it is, though. When we As we get older, and I was always, you be joking me about saying old, like, as we get older, oh, is, I Here remember we back when we used to be able to do something on Friday or Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, and shoot sometimes like Sunday brunch, like literally go full that nights hard. you didn't have kids. Yeah. I mean, some, Yours probably started some people. Yours probably before that. Oh, okay. Here you go. See, always trying to carry your boy, man. So, that that's true. Uh-huh. It did. It did. But, I mean, I know folks still to this day, to this day, like my boy Deontay Walter said, but um, I know folks to this day still that are in the same age group that we are in, and they party, I wouldn't say, th- like, four nights in a row, but they be doing Friday, Saturday, and still Sunday and stuff. Yeah. I can't do that. Yeah. I'm agree with you. Now, maybe if I'm, like, no. on vacation or, like, out of town, but even then, like, I like to relax on vacation. Like, I like to relax and I like to have fun. So it's, like, kind of like, you know, not just, like, all one way or all the other way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Depending on where I'm going. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. That's true. Yeah. So last night... Was my daughter's uh, eighth grade ceremony for uh, her sport. So okay. she plays uh, softball. I think you guys mentioned. Uh, I think I mentioned that to you guys before. And we went out there. We had to show up like thirty minutes earlier, and then they honored all the eighth graders. And then all the eighth graders got to start. Okay. It was like a whole thing last night. Yeah. So one of the things that they kind of gave us the heads up on was, hey, um, you should have flowers or you should bring them balloons or something to kind of make them feel special. Yeah, right? yeah. So on my way <laughs> on my way there, um, come like 4.50, I'm on the phone with a client and I'm running late, right? Okay. So I'm like, oh, shoot, I got to hurry up and run out the door. Like I literally got to like run. So yeah. I'm running out the door trying to hurry up and zoom to the school. And um, my daughter calls me and she's like, where are you? I was like, I'm on my way. She was like, well, you know what time it is, right? I was like, I'm sorry. I was on the phone, but I'm on my way. She was like, well, did you get me some flowers? I was like, shoot, I forgot to get flowers, right? Okay, Uh (laughs) uh-huh. So I show up to the field. I got these bouquet of balloons and flowers, and she looked at me and was like, I really thought you didn't get me anything. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like. Nope, I got you, boo. Always. <laughs> so we That's celebrated cool. that last night. They actually didn't lose either. So okay, it was um, it was a good night. It was cold, but it was yeah. good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's cool. That's cool. It That's was cool. Really man. cold last night. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was saying. Like you know, the this weather changing. The weather does kind of get a lot colder in the morning and nighttime. So you know, I'm surprised though. I remember. 
softball. That's crazy. Like I said, I remember softball when I was um, coming up was going on during the springtime. Like it wasn't like during the fall, which to me kind of softball is kind of like a spring summer type of sport like normally even when you see it on tv it's only happening in the springtime so i'm kind of surprised that they're doing it during the fall but i mean i i don't know but what i do know what i found out last night was apparently because okay so they were they were pitching right mm-hmm. and of course i've always thought like why do they pitch like that like why isn't it like baseball where you just Overhand throw. Yeah, they with under, softball. Like, yeah, underhand. You have to swing your whole arm mm-hmm. around and do an underhand throw. Not only can, do you have to do an underhand throw, but you literally have to swing your whole arm correct backwards, up and around. Correct. Which to me is a lot, right? It is. It is. So then I was like, well, why do they? You know, is there a particular reason why? Like, is there a defined reason? So. All of the parents was like, shoot, you know, Google. I never thought about that. Google I don't it. know. Look it I, up. I didn't oh, Google. okay. So then we went on to say, like, you know, uh, I asked, well, do the boys pitch like that in softball? And apparently they do. Oh, okay. And I did not know that. I did not ask, well, can girls play baseball so they can pitch to me what is considered normal? Mm-hmm. And they were like, nah, girls can't play baseball, but boys can play softball. I was like, what kind of mess is that? <laughs> so we finally got one, fellas. We got one sport. Nah, I'm playing. What? Oh, uh, my God. <laughs> don't y'all got hockey? Yeah. They got girls hockey, too. They oh, got they women's do? hockey. Yeah, they uh, do. Yeah. I know they, well, got they, need, like, they need girls baseball because um, the way they were pitching is just, I don't know. It just yeah. seems or looks like it hurts. Yeah, it like, do. It like they jerk and they older really shoulder to control the ball. Honestly, yeah. I mean you you doing an underhand throw from a whole swing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's a lot. That but. is a lot. Nah, it is a lot. I've always wondered. I mean, I'm gonna have to look it up and see why they pitch that way. Um, but I, I mean, I, I don't know if, if it better have something to do with genetics. Look. Pro- probably, probably. I mean, it's got to be something like that. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That's that's that was kind of weird to me. But that's good. Yeah. So, um, you guys, I know that uh, a lot of you probably receive this information on social media. And I'm pretty sure that half of America has probably applied. But Biden sent out the application for student loan forgiveness. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that online. I did. I did. I mean, uh, that's that's what's up. Like, I don't know the ins and outs of it. Um, I don't have student loans. Um, I was one of the folks that, so I played football, I was on scholarship for the first couple of years. And then, um, I came and went, you know, here locally to a college and I had gotten about, I think it was like 25,000, mm-hmm. yeah, about 25,000 in student loans to finish out my college, um, time. And, you know, I used to hate making that payment. I remember when I first got in my career, that was always the bill I forgot. So, you know how, I mean, I don't know how most of you are, but you know, when I, Got my first job. It's I'm like I'm not gonna um, even state on camera my opinion about student loans because I don't even think it's it's right. Nah, I don't think I don't think it's right. She I'll, looked at me like look, like it was like I, like, they, like she took it personal. Like I do, I do take it personal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I so like I remember I from me like if you are not a doctor, a lawyer, or you're in some type of field that your degree is very specific to what you do. School should be free. 
yeah. at this point because you can do almost any job without a degree. 100%. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's really the, the the common four-year college degrees become obsolete to me in my yeah. opinion. Like it's like because now a master's degree, a master's degree is kind of like the old what bachelor used to be to mm-hmm. me from what I've seen. And like I said, I think honestly college, the whole thing is a big scam. I'm going to be real with you. You know what I'm saying? I think it's put it's – put, it's put people in, in some pretty messed up positions that sometimes people can never overcome. I mean, you can't – sometimes the amount of college – Yeah, I mean, Listen. you think about the amount of – how much it costs to go to college and how much you can tr- you can make out of college and then how long those those student loans – like, I was looking at a I chart. I never people go who ahead. have student loans and they owe almost a hundred and thirty. Oh, I know people who double that. Double that. Two hundred thousand yep. in student loans, and then they only make like fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year, and it's like crazy. The co- you would never on that salary be able to contribute enough towards your student loans to yeah. ever pay them off. Correct. 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 And that was like for me. So. Knowing that and us being in this field, that's why I love this mortgage world so much because it's taught me a lot of things. Like my parents taught me a lot, but the mortgage and the real estate world has taught me a lot of things that I've applied in my personal life that I felt has put me in better position financially. And then when it comes to making decisions, because mm-hmm. when I first started working, like I mentioned to you, like I didn't my my, my student loan payment was always when I forgot to have my car payment. You know, I had my rent at the time, and I had, like, my, you know, my bills or whatever. And it was like, dang, every time I'm like, okay, I got a couple extra dollars this month, then I get that email, student loan pay. I'm like, dang, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. you know, what I was told myself, I was like, hey, once I made a promise to myself, you know, I was so I got to do it if I make a promise to myself. I was like, look, once I start making a couple extra dollars where I can actually aggressively pay something, you know, I'm going to pay off my student loans because I'm like, I just need that out of the way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so that was what I did. I, it took me, like, a year to aggressively pay that off like I mean I just like every time I had extra money I put towards it put towards right. it put towards it and so that's that was something that I did but now I'm like dang I should have kept that money man with this forgiveness Look. thing I could have messed around and had that joint paid by my man biting out there mm-hmm. man shoot yeah you got yeah, student loans don't you I do I do I have uh forty thousand dollars in student loans okay so you and did I'm you not, apply for that I, apply for I, the day I, I did apply okay but uh-oh I don't know if I meet the criteria. Okay. I just took a chance. Okay. Okay. I was That's like, right, you, you, you balling. I, don't, you, I think they got income limitations, don't they? <laughs> they do. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I think you might be over that joint, man. <laughs> you laughing hard, too, so you already know what time look, that look, is. I submitted the application with YOLO right in yeah. front of it. I was like, <laughs> hoping to pray. YOLO, quick. <laughs> hoping to pray. Maybe they could see some deductions that I didn't make. <laughs> Could be like, you know what? We're gonna let this slide. She got a bunch of kids. Oh uh, man, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ho- so hopefully just, that joint work out. So how? I, again, I didn't because I don't have student loans. I didn't really look into it. So what exactly is it like? Is it are you able to get like so a certain there, amount wiped off or what is yeah, it? Yeah. So there's there's two, and I don't really know all the details of it. But what I do know is if you did not receive. Pell grants when you initially went into college back mm-hmm. whenever you 18 19 whatever your year or age was then you get up to $10,000 in student loan forgiveness but okay. if you were in a family where you received a Pell grant then you could receive up to $20,000 oh, in wow. student loan forgiveness but this does not apply to any private um, student loans okay so, okay i got you from my understanding, what I was told was even if you apply through FAFSA, which is 
pretty much where I'm pretty Most sure a majority yeah. of people did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if you received a Pell Grant, your loans could very well still have been some sort of private, private loan. Oh, and okay. you won't know unless you actually check. Because oh. I always thought that if you applied through FAFSA, it was automatically not private. Correct, correct. Me too. I considered private was when you went to, to the bank, bank. Yeah, yeah, me too. And you would say, hey, I want to, you know, apply for a separate yeah. student loan. But yeah. that wasn't the case. So, you know, I mean, that's something that you should look into. Or you could just apply and see what happens. Like I did and see what happens. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, you never know. You so you don't know, know. I guess you, you did yours through FAFSA is what, is what I'm hearing? Initially, Initially, when I was a child. Well, not a child, but when I was younger, yeah, yeah everything okay. was done. I but you just don't know in the back end if it was done. Too. You so did receive Pell Grants? Oh, okay. oh, yeah, for okay. sure. Cool, cool. Because by the time I had... But by the time I went to college, my parents had separated. So okay. all I had was my father's income, and mm. his income was not enough to support a college student back Understood. then. Yeah. Um, See, that was the game. I, so, I know a lot of people who, who that, I mean, obviously I know that was your situation. I know a lot of people who would like... Like, there was a couple people who I went to school with. They were like, they didn't have any student loans. That, they were like but look, manipulating, like, yo, let me tell you. I live so with this person. I'm like, me. dang. Go but ahead. look, so yes, that mm-hmm. that's true. So mm-hmm. my manip- I did the same thing. Okay. okay. Except for mine wasn't living with someone else. So mm-hmm. I had my first child when I was 20, almost 22. Mm-hmm. And so back then, who I don't remember who was president, but it you could stay on your parents' like, information or they can claim yeah, you or file yeah. you until you was like well into your 20s like yeah, 24 26 or, 26 or something yeah, yeah, yeah it was yeah, something yeah, like yeah, that yeah, yeah. so what happened with me was once I had a child I became my own uh like you know person yeah, I guess yeah, you could yeah, say yeah, within yeah. that world right yeah, yeah. so when I had my child I was able to apply for student loans and I would get even more uh, Pell Grant money because my income was a hell of a lot less than my dad's correct, income. Correct, so correct, Yeah, so once you, actually, you pretty much, I guess, once, so I guess you were looked at as a dependent under your dad. Correct. And then what happened is once you had a child, you can't necessarily be looked at as a dependent because correct. now you have a dependent. Correct. <laughs> okay, I got you. Okay, I got you. But I, I don't you. know what that's called. Yeah, so yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Yes, I got you. You broke that you. down very well. Okay. I'm not sure. Okay, I got you. I, yeah, so... Once I had my uh, my daughter, I was, I mean, I pretty much, for the most part, went to school for free. I mean. <laughs> you won yeah. then. Yeah. It, it wasn't up. until I uh, went out of state that. Uh, oh, yeah. That's the yeah. out of state to get you. Yeah. yeah. Out of state yeah, got me. Crazy. So yeah. once I was done with that, I was like, okay, look, I got, this is what I got left. I got $40,000 in student loan debt. And I, I want them to wipe as much as possible <laughs> away. And then one day in the future, I will start making. <laughs> there you go. Nah, I don't blame. Look, at this point, I mean, like I said, I did mine. I did mine when I was like twenty four. I want to say like twenty four. I paid mine also a little over ten years ago. But at this point, you know, mid thirties, look, knocking at forty. Look, shoot, they can look. look I'm gonna, I'm gonna avoid that. Jay, like that nothing. thirty forty thousand and buy me a property. I'm just there. You saying. go. I, look, that's how I look at it too. That's how I look at it too. So we'll see. I guess we'll see exactly. I'm kind of. 
I'm kind of now we've had this conversation. I'm kind of eager to see kind of how everything plays out, Me just too. in general with other folks, yourself, and and see you know who gets approved, who doesn't, and like you know just kind of see how it works. I don't even know when they'll announce like your approval. Like I don't yeah. know if that comes out this year. If they're going to wait till next tax year, like. And if they wait till next tax year, then it's going to be a whole lot of people oh, <laughs> in man. trouble. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, guys, you know, do your due diligence and and follow up on it. If you if you qualify, if you don't apply, see what happens. That's the best yeah. advice that I can give you. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree 100. Yeah. percent I agree. Now we're gonna. We're, uh, next segment is is we're gonna go right into exercise your knowledge. Yeah. So for all the people that do listen, you kind of already know what's what's going to happen. But for all the newcomers, with exercise your knowledge, what we do is is myself and Brian we're in the mortgage industry, and the ultimate reason for the podcast is that we want to give some type of information regarding what we do daily to you guys. And we want it to be in a sense where you're learning as you uh, listen to each episode. So Mm -hmm. during the episodes, we ask one question regarding mortgage, regarding real estate, and we want you to exercise your knowledge and see if you're able to answer this question. If you're not, it's okay because we give the answer towards the end of the segment, but it's something to keep in the back of your mind, and we will reveal um, that answer later on in the segment. Correct. Yeah. So today's exercise your knowledge question is, and it's going to kind of be a two-part question, but definitely think on it. Try to get your uh, mindset into thinking about how it was for you in the past if this does not directly apply to you right now. So, when or how should you start your mortgage process or how should you start your um, home purchase uh, process? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. That's a good question. I know a lot of times, uh, you know, people don't necessarily know when they should start that process Mm -hmm. with us, like having that conversation, you um, you know, let's say they're leasing or renting a place and their uh, their rent is coming up at a certain, or their their lease is coming up at a certain time. So they don't necessarily know. Okay, like how soon should I start speaking? If I'm planning on purchasing after this term, how soon should I speak to someone about financing, or you know, mm-hmm. about that process, or just in general? Or if they, or if you're working on your credit and you're trying to put yourself in position, like how soon do okay, I speak you're to talking somebody? Too much, okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You know, I get excited, man. It's my passion. I get excited when stuff like this. It's good good questions. It's really good questions, man. So we'll we'll, we'll hold off. Yes. Keep that that at the back of your mind. We're definitely going to give you the answer to those questions later on in the segment. But before we actually get started with everything, I also, I was, was, uh, you know, thinking about what we're going to talk about in the podcast for this week. And I wanted to touch on something because... A lot of people lack this quality, and I feel like it's very important to carry this in your spirit every day. And the the quality that I think that most people should try to possess is gratitude. Facts, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gratitude is very, very important. Um, I know we learned, like, even when we went through the ninja selling last week, that was something that was prevalent. That was a common thread throughout the whole installment or a whole training that we did for those two days was mm-hmm. was about gratitude. I know for myself, I'm a very thankful person, but at the same time, I'm always chasing, chasing, chasing. Mm-hmm. I have goals. I have things that I'm trying to accomplish. And a lot of times I can get 
lost in those things and not really pay attention to some of the things that I have accomplished or just, you know, giving gratitude to things that God has provided for me and my family. So um, that was something that kind of I was like, man, I need to really, you know, be more intentional about, you know, that and and understand that, you know, that we do have a lot and a lot of people are blessed and um, I need to show gratitude to those things and into the man upstairs so right yeah and a lot of people of course you know we know from context clues what gratitude is but yeah. gratitude is by definition the quality of being thankful the yep. readiness to show appreciation for and return kindness so you have to live that and it's funny because we were doing um our continued education this week Mm-hmm. And uh, one of uh, Brian's friends, yeah, yeah, called him, and he answered the phone during the continuing education. Hey, my bad, my bad. But he answered the phone, and uh, I was listening to him talk, and he said a few things that was uh, it was very like nice to hear. Yeah, like, you know, we don't really. Um, give positivity every day, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But if you make it a part of your r- daily routine, I feel like it'll just make life better. So, I thought that I wanted to talk about gratitude today because it's something that I actively am looking to uh, really keep track of on a daily basis. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, my my boy Lou. I think I've mentioned him before on a previous episode. Um, me and him have conversations all the time. Um, he's been very, he's been a big inspiration in my life. Uh, it's my boy, my brother. And, um, you know, we'll chop up and kind of talk about life, just talk about things from a different perspective. And so, um, you know, he's a, he's a very, excuse me, he's a very church going guy, you know, has a, uh, strong faith. And so, you know, he's been talking to me over the years about trying to invest in real estate and, you know, he always talks to me. Every time we talk, I mean, we have, like, hour conversation. You know, you have that person that, you know, when they call you, like, do I have an hour to really give right now? You know, and so sometimes I'm like, dang, I'm, I got this meeting in, like, 10 minutes, or I got to talk to this person. I got something to go. I can't, even, I can't talk to him right now. I got to wait till I actually have an hour talk, you know, because that's how our, our conversations always go. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so we were having a conversation, and, you know, he's very faith-based. Um, you know, he really believes in things like, hey, you know, if I do this, I'm going to do this. You know, things are going to happen in certain ways. And so it was funny. We were having conversations just about, you know, real estate and about just putting our families in better situations. And he has a lot of dreams and aspirations. And he's like, hey, um, you know, he's all, like I said, he's always talking to me about faith and stuff like that. And I'm like, and, and, and he had an opportunity to purchase this investment property, but this has been a, a new situation for him. So it was kind of uncomfortable. He didn't know some some of the different nuances. But me and him have talked about it for, I mean, years now. So he, he has a good resource in myself. He's done a lot of research. So he knows what he's doing, you know, at least as much as he can in that particular situation. And so he almost talked himself out of it. So he had a conversation with me, and he was like, hey, Brian, you know, I'm not even going to mess with it no more, man. And he just started bringing up different excuses and reasons why he's not going to mess with it. And I was like, "Bruh, you scared? Like you're 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 allowing your fear to take over." And I was like, "You're the one that always talks to me about how you know got to have faith in this, you got to have faith in this." But if you're you having faith in all these other aspects of your life, you got to have faith in everything. You can't just have faith in you know church certain or pockets, you know yeah. certain pockets of it or pick and choose when you're going to be you know faith driven. Like if you're if you're faith driven, you're faith driven in all aspects of your life. And I know that conversation really just sparked something in him. He ended up buying the house, and he's had several 
different opportunities present themselves since then. And he was like, Brian, that would just really change my life. You know, just that conversation we had. So, um, you know, I, I'm really big on that, man. Like, I, I feel like, and not just having that conversation with him, but I know a lot of times we have these different beliefs and things of that nature. But we'll pick and choose when we put, you know, our belief in certain things versus if you believe in a certain way of living or a certain thought or a certain whatever, like, you, it needs to apply in all aspects, mm-hmm. right? Because that's not really truly being who you are saying or who you who you thought out to be. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and I'm big on faith. Like, I really feel like, hey, if I put the work in, like, you know, and the difference is, too, is a lot of times is people think, hey, faith is just saying, hey, somebody's going to show up and do something for me. That's, mm-hmm. not the, that's not the case. I know a lot of people that I know, like, you know, the church and I know they kind of preach the hope and all that. And a lot of times people just say, hey, if I go to church every Sunday, God is just going to present this to me and he's going to do this. But you have to do the work. And what mm-hmm. I've what I have seen is like, hey, if you do the work, you put yourself in the position with faith, with faith. Right. You do all the work that you're supposed to do, not just show up and expect things to happen. But if you actually work and put the work in, what's going to happen is God is going to present those opportunities. And then you have to have faith in him and then you have to execute on those opportunities. And that's really what faith is mm-hmm. versus just saying, hey, something is magically going to happen mm-hmm. to me that I am not putting myself in position to be available for. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, exactly. yeah, that's just something that... um. It's pretty heavy on my heart. Like I said, Sophia was around when we had that conversation, so it was pretty it was pretty cool, man. She was able to see, you know, one of those conversations me and him have all the time. So Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. So, you know, ask yourself, you know, who are you showing gratitude to every day? Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, that's important. I mean, we that was one of the practices that we learned in Ninja Selling. It was like, hey, you know, every day write, you know, a card, a thank you card, a gratitude card, you know, to two different folks or just two different things that have happened in your life or in that day, you know, mm-hmm. that you can say, hey, I'm I'm thankful for. Like, I can show gratitude for it. Because sometimes we'll have a, a bad morning and then it end up being a bad day and then it's like, oh, man, it sucks or whatever. Yeah. Everything sucks, Yeah, right? everything sucks. But then you got to really. you got to think about, like, what, what good happened Yeah, that day. Yeah, because it's always good that happens to you every mm-hmm. single day. Like, mm-hmm. And the thing is, but a lot of times we'll let the negative outweigh the positive and we'll dwell on the negative versus the positive. But exactly. in those moments when things aren't necessarily going the greatest, you know, you got to look at what what is going well. And like I said, even when things are going great, you still got to be humble and be able to say, okay, hey. There's better days. Yeah, there's better days than this. And I'm just going to, you know, still show gratitude for whatever this situation is. If somebody, you know, did something nice for you that day, if it's just something that you have that you initially had asked for back a while ago and then now you're chasing something else, but, hey, you didn't really – you know, say or, or, or show your appreciation for this thing that you now have. You know, mm-hmm. I used to have, it's crazy. I don't feel like we're kind of going off a little bit, but I used to have this, um, what was it called? I forget. It was like a box that I had. And it was a practice that I learned in this uh, leadership group that I used to be a oh, part I think of. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. And so literally I would write down things that I wanted to accomplish, right? Mm-hmm. And I would put it in this box, almost like a piggy bank type of box. Mm-hmm. And then what happened is once a month, I would have to open it and see if the thing that I had asked for earlier that month actually came to fruition Mm -hmm. or or happened. And it was a good practice for me, and it really kind of centered me because I'm always trying to go for these different things. And you don't really realize all your blessings. Exactly. It's all my blessings that I'm asking for in those moments. Most of them I was getting, but sometimes I would have bad days or sometimes I'm focusing on the things that I'm not getting versus like the 70 or 80 percent of the things that I actually am getting. Exactly. So it was a good practice that I uh, 
I did. And I feel like that's something important that, you know, we kind of all need to, you know, show gratitude and show thankfulness for a lot of the different things that we're getting. That's something good for on a monthly basis. But I know that a lot of companies uh, have brought in like that vision board. Yeah. That's that's something that's very similar to what you were doing. Yeah. Yours was more so on a more intimate scale and everyday practice type of thing. But ultimately, if you do the vision board, it does the same thing. So at the beginning of the year, you write down what, what you know all the things that you want to, or you. I think the vision board you actually put pictures up there, but yeah. you can do it however you want to. You write down all the things you want to do for that year, all the accomplishments you want to have, and at the end of the year you go through and you check them off the list. Like, hey, I did you know out of fifteen things that I put on this board, I did thirteen of them, and you show gratitude in in that way. Yeah. You know, you you count your blessings because look, none of this could have happened. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's so. true. That's true. All right, guys, we're going to get off our soapbox when it comes to showing (laughs) gratitude. But I do hope that, you know, you guys at least show gratitude every day. Yeah, we, Thanksgiving is coming up. We got we just got this, Happy you know, that spirit, right? you know, <laughs> that spirit coming around us, you know, kind of just, you know, you know, understanding what what we're thankful for. You yes, know, so, yes. Yeah. All right, guys. So um, the topic for today, um, we know that now we're in a market where uh, rates are a little higher than what we're normally used to, but um, we we do have faith, right? Yeah. That in the future, <laughs> <laughs> rates are going to come back down, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, that's typically what um, happens. Uh, there's there's statistics that proves that. Yeah. So um, when rates do come back down, um, when do you refinance? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a. At what point is it the time? Correct. How do you know? For all you homeowners that's out there. And you may have bought your house in this market. Yeah. And you may have took advantage of moving forward with that property because it was a great opportunity, but your rate was a little bit higher. Yeah. When do you refinance? Do you know? I don't I don't think most yeah, people most folks do. don't know. Yeah, most yeah. folks don't know kinda when is a good opportunity to refinance. Um, you know, typically uh, for most loan products out there, I think all of them actually, you're able to refinance after six months from when you purchased the home, right? Correct. And so um, that's not a long time at all. You know, I mean, you typically make four to five payments in those instances because typically when you close, you'll have, you know, about that a month grace. time frame where you're, you know, before your payments kick in. So it's not very long after you purchase that you have the opportunity to opportunity to refinance. Um, also, some of the different, like, things we look at as far as it making sense or making or being a smart move is if the rates, because rates are going to always change, right? So when you purchase your home, you're typically locked in at a fixed rate, and that's what your rate is for the whole term of your loan, right? Mm-hmm. So, but the rates are always changing after you buy your home. So, what happens is um, if there's an opportunity where rates are at least 1% less than where you are currently, then it, it's good to have a conversation about what your options are. Because exactly. in, in most cases, you know, if you're planning on staying in that home for, you know, I would say at least, you know, three to five years, then it's an opportunity for you to possibly refinance, lower your your monthly payment, and then some of the costs that are associated with refinancing, you can you know you way. can recoup that money, and so it's a good investment for long term. If you're planning to you know to move quickly or move within three years, you know it would have to be a pretty significant change in interest rates for it to really make sense for you to refinance. Mm-hmm. Um, but they say the average person you know purchases a home, they stay in at least seven years. So yeah. you know if you're able to you know to me it's always like. 
within that first year or two is normally like the key time to try to refinance um, because you haven't gotten too far into, you know, equity in most cases and the payments and all that. But then once you've gotten to a certain point where, you know, maybe maybe you've been in the home, you know, I don't know, seven, eight years, then depending upon the rate situation, if it's not a big, huge difference in rate, then to me, a lot of times it's better just to kind of ride it out a little bit longer, maybe to get closer to that 15 year time frame where maybe it's an opportunity because that 15 year term rate is typically a lot less than the 30 year that most folks you know use when or you know most folks do when they uh, purchase a home yeah um, and a good thing about uh the refinance is that you can pick up where you left off so yep. if you started off at 360 months which is 30 years and it's been you know three years that's 36 months we could actually start you off at about 300 and what 24 months yeah and uh you could start off with exactly where you where you left yes yeah, so you didn't so you you're not your clock's to, not starting over yeah again. you yeah. don't have to start back over at the 30 years so yeah that's something that you can also uh keep in mind now one other way that you can that, that we know when you're ready to refinance is it may not always be that you're lowering your interest rate mm-hmm. right it may be that you're looking to pay off debts. Yeah. So, for example, um, I recently had a client that uh, wanted to do a cash-out refi so he can use the cash or the equity in his property to pay off his debts because he had quite a bit of equity in his property. So, say his house is wor- worth 300000 uh-huh. We always like to use that. <laughs> that uh, roundabout number and he's been in the house for some time and now um his his uh value has increased to five hundred thousand okay okay so when he bought the house it was three hundred thousand now his value of the house is five hundred thousand but he only owes about 250 okay right? all right so in this case Say he started off with a rate of 3%. We're going to use 3 because it's a good number, right? Mm -hmm. And since he bought the house, he's purchased uh, a car. Mm -hmm. Um, He had to buy his daughter a car because she went off to college. Mm -hmm. So he has those two payments. He's accumulated some credit card debt because he wanted to make some renovations, but at the time wasn't thinking about doing a cash-out refi. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So credit cards are maxed out. Mm -hmm. So overall, he has an extra $100,000 in debt that he's looking to pay off because those monthly payments are about $2,000 a month. Mm -hmm. So what we could do is we could do a cash-out refi, and even if the rates are a little bit higher, the increase in your monthly payment, as long as it doesn't increase too, too much... For, you know, the consumer, let's say his his payment increases to seven or eight hundred dollars more. In hindsight, that's seven or eight hundred dollars that you pay extra on your monthly mortgage, but you're paying off one hundred thousand dollars of debt or two hundred two thousand dollars a month in um, debts. It benefits you because you're reducing your overall monthly expenses by thirteen hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, and that's key. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in real quick, Sophia, because I've had a lot of conversations with folks, and it really kind of I don't know. It's I, hard for them it's to hard from the grasp that concept because a lot of times everybody's just rate, 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 and 
to me, at the end of the day, each month, you're pay- there's a, you're not necessarily you're paying interest on whatever you owe, but you're paying whatever that monthly obligated amount is for that debt. So in my mind, each month, if you're saying like, hey, once I have once I add all my bills up, I'm having to kick out four thousand dollars, and you know, let's say um, you know fifteen hundred that or two thousand, let's say two thousand dollars of that is my mortgage payment, right? But the other two thousand dollars is just all the different debts that I've accumulated over time, right? If you're telling me like, hey, I have a three percent interest rate on my mortgage, but my rate will go up to four percent or just whatever, it, it don't 6%. matter, six percent, right? But my so my mortgage payment now goes up by seven hundred dollars, right? And my rate, my rate, my rate, my rate is higher, but I'm eliminating that other two thousand dollars worth of debt that I was paying out monthly. That I'm paying, I'm assuming in most cases you're probably paying a lot higher interest. The interest rates on those oh, are going to be a are, lot higher what? than that mortgage interest rate that you're paying. So to me, I mean, it, it's a no-brainer. But I've I've had so many people over the years oh that just don't understand the concept. They say, "Hey, well, no, I just want to keep my interest rate low," but yet they're struggling each month to 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 make ends meet, or robbing Peter to pay Paul to pay those debts when they could eliminate and free up thirteen, fourteen. I've even seen over two thousand dollars in some exactly. instances that you could free up that amount of money. You know that you're having to pay out now, but like I said, the sacrifice is your rate going up, but your monthly obligated debt that you're paying is actually going down, which to me is the ultimate goal, especially in the situation that you're in. Like if you're in a situation where things are tight, like that is helping you, right? right? Utilize that equity and help you and don't just be stuck on, hey, my rate is going from a three to a five. Like, oh, like, I mean, that that really in the grand scheme of things, as far as what your situation is, it don't mean nothing. Because if those credit cards that you're paying off have an 18% interest rate, you have them maxed out at 25,000. You can make the monthly minimum payments on that credit card till that kingdom comes. You will never, <laughs> never ever pay it off. Pay off that credit card. And you got And people don't even look at the credit card statement. You can look on your credit card statement because they had. Like I remember, I used to work. I mean, obviously, I'm a mortgage guy, but I used to work for in a banking, bank yeah. and a banking. And they have to disclose to you how long it takes for you to like if you were just to pay your minimum payment because they it's it's fun. Like you'll see even on your credit card statement, the minimum payment is bigger than what you owe. And it's all because they know the eyes gravitate to that. So if they know that, hey, you're going to pay that amount first because it's lesser and it's bigger and it's presented to you in a way versus, mm-hmm. you know, your monthly amount or whatever it is. So they have to on a credit card statement. They have to tell you, hey, if you make just your monthly or your minimum payment each month, how long it's going to take you to pay it off. Like and it's going to say something years, astro- yeah, some astronomical <laughs> amount of time. But we don't look at that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? We don't look at that type of stuff, right? We just figure, hey, what's the rate? What's the minimum I can pay? Boom. But then we put ourselves in these situations. And then there's opportunities when you buy a home because you made that investment to kind of bail yourself out and start anew. But a lot of times we don't want to do it because our rate's going up. Yep. So that's a that's that's a, that's a big thing that you just mentioned, Sophia. I mean, I, I really huge. want that to resonate and yeah. hit home to folks because I there's so many folks that I'm like, I really, really want to help them. I try to explain it to them. I, I mean, and they I feel like they understand it, but they just don't want to sacrifice that mortgage rate because they've been, you know, they, they, they feel like that's such, you know, superior over their monthly obligated debt, which to me is crazy. Yeah. 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 And then, you know, I know that there's probably some people out there that are like, well, if I pay off this debt, I'm just going to run the credit card back up again. Yeah. Well, cut that <laughs> well, then, joker. Cut, yeah. Well, throw then away. at that point, you know, I don't know what to tell That's you. That's some soul you searching. Some self, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So self-discipline. You got to make some self Yeah. Have to have self-discipline. You got to make a self-sacrifice. Like, it, you can't live in debt forever. Correct. Correct. Yeah. 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 yeah nah, I agree. Now, 
when is it a bad time to refi? Yeah, I mean, a bad time is kind of one of the things I mentioned to you. Like, if you know that you're not going to be at that home, you know, for the foreseeable future, you know, when you refinance, you are going to have costs that are associated with it, you know, closing mm-hmm. costs, you know, like the deed preparation. There's going to be an appraisal. There's going to be all those other different things that are associated, just like when you purchase the home. Um, and so those are things that are going to be, in most cases, added back to your loan. So if you're planning on selling your home and not being there, you know, soon, then I don't think it's a good idea because you're adding more cost to your loan, which, you know, that's going to take away from what you can net when you do sell that home in the very near future. So, you know, if you're playing and you have a pretty strong set plan, because I know sometimes you can say, hey, I plan to move. And the next thing you know, seven, eight years have passed. You didn't move. You yeah. know what I mean? So if it's like something where it's job related or something like, you know, or your kids, you know, hey, you're going to put them in this program, you're going to move, whatever it may be, like, if you're going to be moving in the near future, in the next, you know, three to five years, and I would probably say refinancing. And uh, when we define moving, we're not saying that you're going to retain the property. We're saying you're looking to, to sell, sell the property. property. Yeah. Now, if you're looking to retain it, maybe rent it out, then you should still take definitely advantage of it. take advantage yeah. of refinancing, get a lower rate. Because guess what? What happens is if the rate is lower, the monthly payment's lower, you, your rents are going to be your rents. And maybe you have the opportunity to pocket more money if yeah. you have a lower mortgage than what you started off with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's that's the truth. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, keep in mind that what Brian is saying it, it pertains to people who are going to sell, like leave their home and sell the property. Correct. Then it does not make sense because you're paying closing costs on that refinance, and it's pretty much just a waste of your money. Correct, correct. In, in a sense. Correct. Yeah, and then just also when you're not taking cash out, let's say you're not in a position where you don't have enough equity to, to borrow or use money to pay debt down or to use that money to use as another investment for something else that you're looking to do. Um, if you're looking at just a rate term refinance, um, and let's say that the rate is just not at that 1% mark or it's just, you know, the rates are higher than they were when you bought the home, right? Then in those situations, it's not a smart time to refinance. In a lot of cases, we can't even just um, compliantly, you know, we have to what's called give what's called a benefit to borrower. So Mm -hmm. if there's not a clear cut win for you to refinance, then we can't even do it anyway. Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, yeah. So in those situations where rates are are higher than what you had before and you're not looking to borrow equity, then to me, those that's not a good time to refi. Let's say rates just went down a half a point from where you were beforehand. You know, I don't think is really worth it. And like I said, some cases may be a little different. Um, you know, like when we were in the like I, I had a lot of people who I helped purchase the houses in like 2019. And then literally seven, eight months later, rates had jumped down into the twos. And they were just like, let's say at three, it was at three percent or three and a quarter. And then now rates are at two and a half or, or, or two and three fourths. You know, that, so the rate wasn't a full one percent down, but it was in the twos. And we had never thought rates were ever being the twos before. So they were like, hey, let's go ahead and get this cheaper money, this cheaper term or cheaper rate. I'm sorry. Um, you know, it, and it was less than one, but it, it was still worth it to do it just because we were unprecedented. We were in unprecedented, unprecedented times. That word was beating me up right there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were in times where we just never seen before. So those those times are, are times where you maybe, you know, want to consider it. But, you know, if it's not a 1% gain or reduction in your rate, then in most cases, it's not worth doing it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So we're always, for the most part, I mean, we we have good practices. We're, we're on the right side of doing things. So Correct. If it doesn't make sense, then 
we won't even advise for you to refinance unless there's a, a bona fide benefit for the borrower. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yep. So, all right, guys. Now, we have uh, talked about rates. We talked about when's a good time to refinance, when it's a bad time to refinance. And earlier in the segment, we asked you guys, um, when should you when should you start your mortgage process. So mm-hmm. back to um, that question, we want to go ahead and provide that answer. So because Brian likes to talk, I'm going to go ahead and let him <laughs> answer that question. All right, let's do a drum roll again. <laughs> drum, roll. drum roll. Yep. So when it comes to the home buying process, we typically want it to start within about three months of when you're realistically looking to purchase, mm-hmm. right? So like I mentioned kind of earlier, and I was kind of got ahead of myself, you know, if you're in a situation where you're in a lease, and you know your lease, let's say, ends in December, you know, you, you probably want to really... You should be starting to buy right now. You should be looking yeah, right now. Yeah. Should, actually, you should have started last About a month, month ago. Yeah, yeah. You want to <laughs> yeah, you want to be about 90 days ahead of when you're looking to purchase uh, a home because typically the home buying process alone itself, once you find something, takes at least 30 days in most cases. So then that pretty much gives you 60 days to really get an understanding of the home buying process, you know, um, get yourself prepared. And honestly, sometimes, you know, when folks come to us, they may not be in the position to buy at that very, at that time, right? So that allows us to be able to give you some feedback to say, okay, hey, if you do X, Y, and Z, then, you know, you still can be on track to close or buy your home within that 90-day time frame, right? Mm -hmm. Versus coming to us, you know, when you're about 30 days out from when you need to move and then, you know, we're not able to get you pre-approved at that particular time and we give you feedback and now you're in a situation where you have to pay month to month with a higher rate or you have to lock yourself in for a whole nother year and then, you know, get discouraged about it or whatnot. So if you come to us normally within about a 90-day time frame, that allows us to really evaluate where you're at, give you some feedback, tell you if it's realistic that you'll be able to buy mm-hmm. within that amount of time frame. And if it is, that gives you, you know, two months really to kind of really nail down your things and get prepared. So, um, you know, so when it comes to buying. I'm going to I'm gonna piggyback off that because yeah. sometimes we have our borrowers that have iffy credit and mm. they know that credit isn't great, the greatest, right? Correct. So for your for your individuals who kind of know that they have issues with their credit you may want to even start a little bit earlier than that that's true because you want to give yourself the opportunity to fix anything that could potentially negatively impact you for your mortgage approval Mm -hmm. so if you think that your credit scores are hanging out in the 500 range then you might want to reach out to your lender or reach out to a credit repair person maybe even a year before you think you're ready to buy, just to give yourself the opportunity to either pay off debts that are negatively impacting your credit uh, your credit scores, to potentially give yourself a year to make on-time payments, because that's definitely something that we're looking at, yeah. and um, to potentially save, mm-hmm. you know, save towards your transaction. Um, so I, I wanted to piggyback off that that's just true. because three months is, is for – you know, your person is pretty much as ready to go, exactly. kind of has a firm understanding of their credit situation, has already, you know, prepared on saving all that stuff. Yeah. Correct. So that's 100 so, percent, which that's not everyone. So that's, that's, not, that's no, a good point. That's definitely yeah. not everybody. Yeah. So, you know, you just have to kind of get with someone to kind of understand 
when is your time to buy there because that go. does not always apply i mean of course if you got decent credit income's good you're not really having any issues with making payments or things like that then three months is perfectly fine but anybody that is having issues with credit there something is challenging and challenging and Challenging You're challenging them. them, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. my gosh. I, I, that was my struggle <laughs> word for today. Um, yeah. You may want to reach out a little bit earlier. And then a good thing that our company um, has is we have what's called a rescore opportunity. So yeah. when we pull credit, at the moment that we, re-pull, that we pull credit, there are um, other scores and they call them potential scores mm-hmm. that show on the credit report. And when we take a look at the potential score, we can indicate if your potential score is going to be above the minimum requirement for the program that you're looking to move forward with. Correct. And so when we see that, sometimes when we see, or not sometimes, we pretty much do it every time, but when we do see that opportunity, we can kind of give you exactly what you need to do to increase your credit score. So Correct. Yeah, and that's key. That's key. I'll jump in on that huge. one because that, that's key because I know a lot of times folks, um, they're guessing, right? They're yeah. like, hey, I'm just going to start paying down this credit card or start, pay, or start paying down, you know, this loan or whatever. And a lot of times you could be – It's tricky. Yeah, it's tricky. And, and really you don't know what's really going to give you that, that score jump that you need in your credit. And so you could be wasting money – and not wasting money, but you can be – not being Applying efficient, yeah, efficient in, in, a, in, a, in an efficient way, right? So this, the credit rescore um, that we have, it gives us exactly what you need to do. So it says, hey, your current credit card balance is $8,500. If you pay your balance down to $2,500, your score is going to go up 55 points. So it leaves all the guesswork out of it. It's not mm-hmm. like, hey, I'm just throwing money mm-hmm. at an account and hoping that it gets where I wanted to get. It's like, no, if you do this exact thing, this is the exact um, result that you're going to have. And so that's really key. Now, now what I've seen, and, and earlier or a couple seconds ago, I said that it's tricky. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I indicated that it's tricky is because I've done a rescore before where the rescore said, hey, have this person pay it down to zero. And that's going to help them in their situation and their credit struggle, mm-hmm. right? But I've also had a rescore opportunity where it says it only wants them to pay off. 500 or you know a, a portion of the payment yeah and so they don't want that credit card at zero yeah but it's not one it's the, the advice it, and what the what the result is specific, is, is specific to, to that particular so person that when yeah. brian said that you know what did you say you said something along the lines of um that it it what did you just say you just said something that 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 made me think of this but Regard, needless to say, <laughs> needless to say, um, when it's it's very specific to the person. Correct. So you know you're not going to always get into oh allocating your funds correctly. Yeah, That's yeah, what you being were efficient about. with it. Yeah, 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 being efficient with it. So you may very well pay off your credit card and it may not necessarily help you individually. Correct. So that's what I wanted to point out that the rescore opportunity will tell us exactly what needs to be done. We can guess all day, but ultimately there's no specific person out there that really knows. Correct. Honestly, unless you work for uh, credit scoring yourself, and you were one of the people that came up with the yeah, <laughs> idea. Came up with the metric, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, and that's works. and that's and that's key what Sophia said there. So it's like a lot of times people equate, hey, paying it off is going to do something, right, yeah. or it's going to give me that ultimate score increase, but. What you can sometimes do is let's say it'll say, hey, don't pay it all the way off. Pay it down to this balance, and then that extra 
$2,000 that you were thinking to pay it off with, you can use that money and either save it for the purchase of mm-hmm. the home or you can use that money to pay off or pay down something else. Mm-hmm. And so those two combinations will give you a greater score increase than just paying that one card all the way down to zero, right? So that's just you using that same amount of money that you have allocated, but being more efficient with it and not just saying, hey, I'm going to pay this off, right? Because exactly. paying it off, it, 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 it'll typically help your score from where yeah. it was, but it's not going to, sometimes it may not give you the most the value that, yeah, in exactly. that situation. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And uh, uh, just to kind of finish up or wrap up the answer to this question, you always want to also start at the pre-approval. Yeah. You don't, I mean, you can reach out to your agent. You can have your agent in mind. You can kind of know who you want to move forward with. But ultimately, get your pre-approval first. Correct. Do your due diligence. Go out. Apply for your loan. Know where you are credit-wise. So then when you go to your real estate agent, you guys can start shopping. Because guess what? What happens? You go to your real estate agent first, guess what they're going to do? Point they're you back going to us. point you back to us. Yep. And then now you are you have to wait. Correct. Until you get pre-approved to go out and look and shop for that property. And if mm-hmm. there's a house that you absolutely love, you may miss out on your opportunity. So. Yep. Start with your pre-approval. Yeah, or you, or you may, like you said, I mean, sometimes because buying a home is a very emotional decision, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I've seen situations where you're right. Someone will reach out, you know, that wants to buy a home, reach out to a real estate agent, find something that they really, really love. And um, what happens is they say, "Hey, I want to buy that home," and the agent says, "Have you gotten pre-approved yet?" And then they're like, "No." And then so the agent, like you said, points them back to us. And they, we give them, you know, how much they can actually qualify for. And it may not be what mm. they are, what what they wanted in that particular mm-hmm. home that they already saw that they love. So mm-hmm. you don't want to set yourself up for that emotional roller coaster or just oh, that, that letdown because you went and seen a home or saw or looking at homes before you've truly spoken to someone about what you can qualify for. Because, like I said, I've seen it happen so many times. Sometimes oh. that will discourage somebody and they'll just say, hey, I don't want to buy a home, yeah. right? And and they just you just put them in that in that situation, right? So, you know, come to us first. We'll be able to give you the ins and outs of where you are, what you can qualify for. And then after that, you'll be able to go to your agent. Your agent will be able to show you the house and, you know, for what you qualify for. And it just, it'll make the whole experience a lot better. It sure will. Yeah. It sure will. Yeah. So I'm, I hope that uh, that helped a lot of people and um, knowing when to start, right? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the key. So for your first time home buyers or even for someone who is experienced and you just maybe have purchased some time ago and you, when you purchased things were maybe a little bit different because I can't speak to what the process was 20 years ago, but I can definitely tell you in the last, what, 10, 15, 13, yeah. 14 years that you definitely want to reach out to your, your uh, mortgage lender or whoever's going to be lending you the funds. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. First, um, before you go out and start shopping. That's true. That's true. All right. So what's coming up next, Brian? Um, Upcoming, what we got going this weekend? I know today I'm supposed to go to go see Woman King. Uh, with Brooke, we're supposed to go check it out like a little matinee daytime movie okay. um, before I pick the kids up from school. So looking forward to that. That was something that she I wanted heard to that see. That's a good movie too. Yeah, I've, I've heard. I've wanted to take my daughter, my teenager, to go see it. Yeah, I heard it's pretty good. Yeah, I've heard too. I've heard the reviews are pretty good on it. Don't know much about it. Don't know much right. what's going to happen. 
but I'm pretty sure, like I said, I'll, I'll figure it out when I get there. And then it'll, <laughs> like I said, hopefully it'll be a good movie. So, so I'm, uh, my, my neighbor, she uh, she just actually texted me and asked me did I want to grab lunch with her. So okay. um, I'll probably be doing that Okay, because it is lunchtime and I am hungry. Yeah, so. I'm hungry too. <laughs> I'm hungry too. I'm going to eat some movie theater food here in a little bit, you know. Yeah. So. And, I mean, nowadays movie theater food is pretty good. Yeah, so it's not it just is. your average yeah. popcorn and, yeah. and, uh, and candy. chips and cheese yeah, and candy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now yeah. you can go in there and get a whole meal yeah <laughs> yeah you're right they serving food better than some of these places that's what they do for it you know that's mm-hmm. what the main reason is is serving food yep. you know what i'm saying yeah um so yeah i'm doing that today tonight i got um so I, I, listen this week has been crazy my daughter has had three games this night so this is the third this is the third game this is the final well monday's the final game of the season but this is the third game but my my other daughter has like a, a trunk or treat at her school so this evening, I have to get my son from daycare early to make it to the trunk or treat for my middle child mm-hmm. to then make it to my oldest child's softball game Jeez. to get her. So, mm. if you guys don't know, <laughs> I wear a cape every day. <laughs> so, a cape every day. Every day. So, you, I guess the movie I, so the movie I go see today called Woman King, you're going to be walking, you're going to be on the, on the screens while yep. I'm hearing. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. You might as well put my picture right up there with, <laughs> with the title. There you go. <laughs> but that's, that's what I need. You know yeah. what? We should, we should make a commercial and put them at the movie theater because yeah. I've seen that before. Have yeah, you? Yeah, I have actually hey, seen that look, before. Hey, look, we yeah. can make that happen. Yeah, we can. We can. We can. We can definitely do that. And then uh, I, I think... I, Tomorrow, yeah, tomorrow we got oh, the uh, tomorrow Onyx yeah. Realty's Halloween party. Yeah, that should be that should be fun, my buddy. Oh, that's gonna be a lot of fun. His yeah. party's always lit. I don't yeah. think I've ever been to one that wasn't. Yeah, no, nah, his party's always a good time. <laughs> so definitely looking forward to that. Um, I hadn't I hadn't dressed up to a party in a long, long time. You know what I mean? So I'm looking forward to kind of just doing that as a you know, adult, like I did it before when I was like, you know, college years mm-hmm. or whatever. But I haven't done it like. You grew up too fast. Yeah. Okay. Here you go. Yeah. So I haven't done it like that yet in a while. So I'm looking forward to that this weekend. So that should be fun. Um, I'll leave. I'm not going to tell you guys what I'm addressing fast. So I'll let you know next week when we come you back. You already on the said it the last segment. Oh, I did. Yes, you did. Oh man. Okay. Well, yeah. Yeah. My bad. I guess you guys know then. So. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yep. uh, but yeah, looking forward to that on Saturday. And then I think because of this, the Saturday, because I'm we're gonna be out having a good time. I'm pretty sure Sunday I ain't gonna be doing nothing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's my plan. Yeah. That's definitely what I plan to do. Yeah. Yeah. And then next week, I know Sophia had called me out on it, and I ain't forgot. Because I don't forget. Mm-hmm. I remember everything. She was talking about, she wanted to But it's t- like, he, he he does remember y'all. But it's like, you know how an old oh, person, boy. when they got dementia, uh, oh, in gosh. the moment. Dementia? <laughs> she put that on me? Good, good. Jesus. Okay. No, but he may, he may remember, but it comes later. You know what oh, I mean? Man. It's like, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. How, that, that's like a, what they call it, a side... A side-handed comment, yeah, yeah comment, however, wherever they, how they verb it, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. like okay, all right, but um, yeah, so next week we're gonna do that wing contest. So I got to mm-hmm. go to the grocery store get some wings, and um, she's gonna have live on air reaction. And like I said, I'll hopefully be, maybe I'll next be week, smacking y'all, yeah, I'll in a good smacking. way, in a good way, in a good way, and then they hopefully be slapping too. Yeah, I think gonna be good. Mm-hmm. Boy from Carolina, I know how to, I know how to do that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so we gonna. 
we're going to do that next week. And like I said, we're probably going to try to have a guest next week as well. So that'll be cool to kind of have somebody else come on. And, and taste those wings and let you know <laughs> how they taste. Yeah, you know she's going to hate. So I need a real person to really tell me what I'm, what I'm, what I'm messing with. You know what I mean? I'm not a she hate. hate. So do you really think I'm a hater? I'll I don't, give props when they do. I don't think they're a hater. I don't think you're a hater, but the I think, they're, I think, I I think you, you will play. Just like, how you say, just like how you play with your daughter or you like say that you did this or uh-huh. you didn't do that. I think you're going to do the same thing. So I think okay. them jokes could be really good. And you'll be nah. like, nah. And then later on, you'll come on and say they was good. Nah. Okay. I'm going to I'm gonna tell the absolute truth because the reason why I am is because you took the time to cook them, right? Okay. And, of course, if they're good, I mean, the smacking in itself, how many I eat is going to let you know. If I only eat, like, one or two, I ain't got to say much. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be in the morning time, too, unless I guess maybe we can. I don't no know if we do that episode later. I don't eat later. breakfast, we good. Oh, okay. <laughs> Right, I cool. just drink coffee for uh for breakfast, okay. so it doesn't matter. Okay, it doesn't matter. I will. I will, if they're good, I'm gonna eat them. Okay, <laughs> so that's what we're gonna do. So that that's that's what we got coming up. So, and then we got the uh, well, my son too. I forgot about that too. My son, he has this field trip coming up on Monday. I mentioned that before as well. I thought it was actually last week, but it's uh on Monday. So that's, where are they going? They're going to one of those um. You know, just like how a hunt club farm is. It's like, oh, okay. yeah, one of the places where they got the haunt, not the haunted hayride, but they got the hayride. They can do like little crafts and stuff oh, out there. Cool. Yeah, so I looking know I got to that. two kids that have field trips coming up. I remember signing the paperwork, but, you know, I got to re remind myself <laughs> there you of go. what yeah. to do. So yeah. I'll see. We'll, we will see. Yeah, so know. I'm look, looking forward to that on Monday. Um, so, yeah, that, that'll be a good time. Okay. So. All right, guys. Yeah. Well, um, before we end the segment, um, you know what we like to do. So all of our followers who are out there, you kind of know um, what we're going into next. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, big shout out to uh, our digital media guy. He got us on all platforms. Yes. So we're not only on Apple Podcasts, but we are on iHeart. We are on um, Google Podcasts, Google Podcasts yeah. Spotify, yeah. all of your major uh, platforms. So... Huge shout out to him. Really appreciate that because we were on the struggle bus riding that thing out. <laughs> yep, trying to figure it out. But yeah, we 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 here, so we yes, yeah. yes. So um, that's all the time that we have for you today. Please follow us um, at on Facebook and on um, Instagram at skb underscore mortgage and b roy star. Um, quote of the day. I'll go ahead and. Like I said earlier, let Brian take care of that one because he loves to talk. <laughs> oh, boy, here we go. <laughs> All right. Attract what you expect. Reflect what you desire. Become what you respect. Mirror what you admire. That's and that deep. was That was like some bar flow. I was rapping for a second. Oh, you was fit put some, Yeah, put a little, little instrumental <laughs> behind that to bring it back to my, my rapping days. You know what I'm saying? You know? You know? Yes. Yeah. So it's, it's huge. I mean, yeah. you always want to attract what you expect. So yeah. you treat people how you want to be treated, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, you reflect on what you desire, mm-hmm. gratitude. Mm-hmm. Isn't that what that is? Absolutely. Yes. And then you become what you respect. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Got and to. And mirror what you admire. Exactly. So, you know. And that's self-explanatory. To, yeah. Mm-hmm. Everything is self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. If you keep that in your everyday lives, I think that, you know, as a as a whole, we will be successful. I agree. 100%. 100%. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening to our podcast. We'll see you next week. See you next week.